welcome, welcome to Crypto Chat with Chapo, the edgiest podcast in the crypto realm. I'm your host, the crypto connoisseur, Chapo, ready to deep dive into the fascinating world of cryptocurrencies, NFTs, and all things crypto related. But hold on tight, my friends, because this is not your average finance show. We're not here to give you boring investment advice or financial jargon. Oh no, we're here to rock the world with discussions, mind-bending insights, and jaw-dropping stories from the cryptoverse. Now before we kick things off, let's make one thing crystal clear. This podcast is strictly for entertainment purposes. None of the content you hear is financial advice. I repeat, not financial advice. I'm just a crypto enthusiast sharing my thoughts, experience, and yes, even my occasional moonshot predictions. So buckle up, strap in, and get ready for a wild ride through the, the ever-evolving world of crypto. We'll explore the latest trends, uncover hidden gems, and maybe even decode the secret messages hidden in the blockchain. Remember, my fellow crypto aficionados, always do your own research. The crypto space is like a wild west. You need to be your own sheriff. Seek knowledge, stay curious, and let's navigate this digital frontier together. So grab your headphones, crank up the volume, and get ready to be immersed in the world of crypto chapel. Prepare to laugh, learn, and maybe even have your mind blown. Let's get this party started. Hey, what's good, everybody? Welcome to the pod. This is Crypto Chat with Chapo, episode number 382. Today, we're going to be diving into primarily two topics, one of which, do I believe we are back in the early stages of the bull run? Or not so much, or at least not so fast. And then also taking a gander at what has transpired in the trial of everybody's favorite criminal to hate, Sam Bankman, and his FTX collapse. Let's go ahead and take a peeky-poo at the old prices. Bitcoin has been pretty strong if we look at it across the last few weeks, if you will. Today it's trading at 34375 which of course is down. It's down 2.4% in the last 24 hours. Why? I, I don't know. These, these fluctuations are pretty normal in crypto. The excitement that we have seen in the last several weeks, it's easy to get caught up in the hype and believe that we're moving towards that bull run, which we'll talk about here shortly. Ethereum down 2% trading at 1796. BNB at 227, XRP at 60 cents, which that one's actually been looking pretty decent. It, it is a little bit surprising to me to see XRP so high on the list. Uh, not to necessarily hate on XRP. However, it does it does seem like an easy thing to to kind of bash on for whatever reason. And to be fair, I really one of my largest bags when I first started trading, when I first really took a deep look, I did buy XRP because it's primarily because it's easily accessible for one. A lot, of, a lot of people talk about it. If you get on X and you start looking for crypto, it's not going to take you very long to find 
XRP post and that crowd, those people that support XRP can be very loud and, and make their presence known on social media. And there's nothing wrong with that. It certainly does seem to have a pretty strong use case. How high could XRP go? I, I don't really know the answer to that. It's just, for me, it's, I don't think it has that large of an upside if I was going to own it, which I do not own any yet. Solana has really been the one that has been making a lot of news up to 3921. I think it does appear that I, I called that one wrong. I, I didn't think that Solana was actually going to do very well just based on the fact that, you know, the creditors have recovered so much of a certain set of tokens, Solana and FTX and others from FTX that in order to sort of pay out individuals that may have been hurt, those tokens are probably going to have to be liquidated. And when that happens, I was suspecting that the price would drop. Although Solana has a different idea and it is going higher and how much higher? I don't know. Is this a coordinated effort to front run the dump of those tokens if it happens? It certainly could be. I am not interested in Solana right now. Maybe if I had it at eight, I would be, if I would have bought at eight, I would have been a little more confident in where it wasn't going to go. It could go much higher. It has gone much higher. I just don't feel very comfortable owning it. Cardano at 31 cents, which is look, has been looking nice. Doge has not really done much at six cents and ton coin has really as I've talked about before, it's doing well, very well. It's moved up the chart and not a lot of people have really talked about it. And the market caps for these things are really not that high because we are, because we still are in a bear market. And we'll talk a little bit about exactly where we are and maybe we're not in a bear market, but we'll kind of talk about that. Matic at 65 cents. Link at eleven dollars. Die at four fifty three. Avalanche is above that ten dollar mark. I'm not. I I used to love Avax. I had some. I held a decent amount. Bought some tokens in the ecosystem. All my experiences with Avax has been pretty negative. I'm not interested in owning that again. That doesn't mean it can't do well. I just have this feeling that if we really charge into a bull run, Avalanche isn't going to be a coin that's going to make the huge gains that I want. Now, will it likely double or triple? I would think so. Is that a great return? Absolutely. If you're starting with $2,000 or less or $5,000, you walk away with ten if you time it right. You know, if that makes you happy, then absolutely. If you're looking for something a little more, probably wouldn't be looking at that. 
not financial advice. Remember, nothing I talk about in this show is financial advice. It's just fun and performance art. Uniswap at 460. Ethereum Classic 1697. ICP under four at 387. Aptos at 651. Near Protocol has really bounced. It was down to a one dollar, one dollar, which it was a good price for it, is now at a dollar fifty. When we had the bounce in January, February, that range near Wildwood back over two dollars and then came back down to a dollar. Will we see something similar? I don't know. Mantle at 40 cents. Arbitrum has had a rocky road. Was down to about 70 cents, I think, and now is trading just under a dollar at 95 cents. Optimism at a buck 36. Caspa still looking good at a nickel if you're into that token. Phantom at 23 cents really hasn't moved much. I've talked quite a bit about Rollbit. Um, RLB is looking good at 19 cents. You know, I still think there's plenty of room on the table for Rollbit to do really well. I think a Rollbit token would most likely do a lot better than your Avalanche Matic. I think it's going to do much better unless something funky happens with Rollbit. I don't own it. I did for a while. I bought a little bit when I was around. Uh, somewhere between two and five cents, but then I sold it. It just wasn't doing much for me, so I I sold that. Mina Protocol at fifty nine cents, eight coin at a dollar forty, and rounding out the top hundred, making back its appearance back in the top hundred is Pepe trading at four hundred and forty million dollars, but it has retraced quite a bit in the last couple days. It's down 12% in the last seven days. Now let's talk about whether I think, well, let's first of all, let's, let's touch on what happened with Sam Bankman fried. So yesterday he was found guilty on all seven charges, which right. What, uh, two counts of wire fraud, two counts of wire fraud, fraud conspiracy, one count of securities fraud, one count of commodities fraud conspiracy, and one count of money laundering conspiracy. I believe then he he hasn't been sentenced yet. I think he's looking at maybe a hundred years in prison, which people can say that's a good thing. I wouldn't necessarily argue that it's not a good thing, at least in the greater context of crypto. I think it is important to punish the bad actors in the crypto space. One of the biggest reasons for that is it, it just gives crypto a bad name and it, and And is there more fraud in crypto than there is in traditional finance? I don't, I don't believe so. I haven't seen the data, but there are scams everywhere you look. I mean, it's constant. When crypto has a scam, there's a huge media focus on it and the whole system is broken. Although that's what people think. That's what people say. You look back to like a Bernie Madoff or Enron. Things had to change, but did they really? 
is the entire system broken? Well, the people in charge certainly didn't think it was broken when there was a massive amount of fraud. However, when there's fraud by bad actors in crypto, it seems like these politicians and advocates like to get on their high horse and say, see, it's 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 a scam and, and all they do is fund terrorists, which that is a bunch of pooey. Can they use it? Can terrorists use crypto? Yes. Can ter terrorists use fiat currency? Yes. Are terrorists using illegal means to finance their operations? Yes. Are they using legal means? Yes. All of these things are true. To simply say that because terrorists or fraudsters use crypto that all crypto is bad is absolutely asinine and not not it's just not acceptable and there will be a strong fight against anyone or any entity that decides to stomp out crypto and they're going to try my prediction is it's not going to be as easy as lawmakers think and not to mention, there may be just many countries in the world, other than the United States, that are willing to accept the innovation that crypto can provide. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm a simple person. That is my opinion. I could be wrong. I could be right. Either way, it is what it is. All right, let's circle back around and talk about are we in the bull market? Are we in the early stages? My guess, if we're looking at, at charts, is we're probably early in a bull run. And when I say early, I mean maybe even a little pre-bull runny, if that isn't even a term. And I... I Put it to you that way, we could be just having a little bit of goose in the crypto market at, in this last quarter of the year, which it's almost over, and then maybe drop down in December. And I, I, if you go back and listen to my early podcast, I've kind of mentioned this, that's the likely scenario that we might go up and down until the end of this year and then slowly start to build. I think December maybe isn't so great as people do a lot of sells on their tokens at the very end of the year. You know, my plan probably is going to be, you know, to hold capital for that moment, even though I am pretty well invested. I'm happy with my positions. There are some that I would really like to add more of. Overall, I'm happy with where I'm at. And I do think that we are at the very least on the edge of going back to my charts here at, at the very least on the edge of something very positive happening. If I look at the, the Bitcoin chart and remember, I'm not a tech technical an analyst expert. I look at charts. I use a few indicators that I probably don't even fully understand. However, it's just me and this is how I do things. Two indicators that I use a lot. The first one is the ADX and DI. 
which I'm going to talk about now. And I have done, a, I've talked about them before. Essentially, you're going to have three different indicators on this, on this indicator. So one would be, I'll simplify it. This is the way I look at it. A, a, an expert in TA is going to give you the more detailed explanation and they probably, not probably, they definitely understand it better than I do. However, my simple brain sees it like this. The three indicators, you have the strength of the momentum. That's one indicator. Generally, how is the flow of the tokens, whether it's buys or sells? Then you have an indicator that is the, the sell strength indicator or lack of a better term, you know, is the momentum red or green? Red would be selling, green would be buying. And then the third indicator is that, that buy indicator. And if you look across the chart if on Bitcoin, if we're looking on a daily basis, when we go back and look at when things began to really, really launch in, let's say, let's go back to pre-2021. If we look up, if we look to the buildup to the last bull run, which hard to believe is, you know, coming up three years. That That's just mind blowing to me when we hit our, our peaks, you know, first peak in May of 21 and then again in November. But if we go back to when it seems to really indicate that we are going up, the ADX indicator for the buy the green line is at 23.08 and the strength indicator is at about 25. Now it teetered on and off for that. And when we finally tanked, you know, we see a major cross in the red and green buy lines Well, they touch in May, but they don't fully cross until June of 20 or July of 2024. I lied. July of July of 2021. And then it's, you know, it, it, it comes back up for that November peak. And then it's essentially been mostly down until really very recently. And the indicators right now, and, and, and it's, it could definitely could change. The, the byline is at 33 point six. And the strength indicator has been at 74. Now, you can do the math on that. That does feel at this point, and it's a short time period, we don't know if it's going to keep going, feels like this is the buy time. Let's go pull up the one other indicator that I use. I got to find it here. It is the MRZ. Here it goes. The MVRZ score, which essentially is telling me or telling people if they, if it's a good opportunity to buy is Bitcoin, which leads the market. Is that a good buy price? And when the indicator is near a green line, it's an excellent time to buy. When it's below the green line, it is like sell everything to buy it, not financial advice. It was in that green box prior to the run up in 2021. So in March of 2020, it was inside that green bar and it rocketed up all the way 
almost up to the red bar. That's when you should be selling in February of 2021. And it was midway in November. And it has been touching this green box. It was in it from July-ish, June of 2022, all the way essentially until March of this year. And it's been just kind of tickling this green line. And we see an uptick again at the end of October. My gut is that we are on the edge, not probably in full bull mode yet. We are right on the edge. I feel comfortable at this point buying tokens, not financial advice. We could go down. You could see your tokens drop 60 to 70%, 50%. It's going to be volatile, I believe. This is the time that I'm going to start building my positions and holding on to them tightly. Within the next two years, something significant is going to happen, not financial advice. Thank you for joining me on the pod today. This has been episode 362. Bull or nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking we're right in the edge. We're at least mounting the bull for our ride, you know, and hopefully it won't kick us off too soon. As always, be in the present moment, be in the here and now. Uh, do something nice today. And, you know, for me, something that's kind of speaking to me a little bit here is work on some personal relationships that maybe you haven't handled well. And I know this, I'm guilty of that. And we can sometimes let the emotions get the better of us and maybe not handle the things the best way. And I think in the last couple of days, I've definitely been guilty of that. So I'm going to work on that. Maybe you should too as well. Until next time, this has been Chapo. Have an amazing day. And that concludes another electrifying episode of Crypto Chat with Chapo. Thank you all for tuning in and joining me on this wild journey through the crypto cosmos. Remember, none of the content we discussed here is financial advice, so always conduct your own due diligence. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay connected with crypto community, be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow me on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow me on Twitter at EL underscore Chapo underscore GB. Together, we'll continue to unravel the mysteries of blockchain and cover new opportunities and share excitement for all things crypto. As always, keep those wallets secure, those private keys safe, and may your crypto portfolio thrive in an ever-changing market. Until next time, this is Chapo signing off. Stay edgy, stay informed, and stay crypto. Cheers.